Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, along with the co-host, Challen Rogers. Challen, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. You dropped the good off the start. Well, Anyways, I felt wonderful in the other You one. did. I know. We don't know about that yet, though, oh, right, as sorry. people are listening. Uh, everybody must be feeling great here because what a game on Saturday night in Rock City, an 18-7 win over the Buffalo Bandits. How were the boys feeling after that one? As you could probably imagine, they're feeling pretty good. It's one of our more dominant performances of the year. And um, yeah, we just we just came to play and we started right from the get-go. We talk about this team this year being um, you know, making some history here and there, little little points along the season, and we have to give a big uh tip of the cap to Adam Levy on Twitter, who came up with this one, did a little research on his own, and I don't know if you saw this tweet, but this Toronto Rock 18-7 win over the Bandits was the largest margin of victory by the Toronto Rock over the Buffalo Bandits ever. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Historic night. Pretty impressive, though, when you think about, you know, some great teams in Toronto Rock history and the rivalry, you know, over the years. and Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's just uh, it's nice to be a part of. And this is against a Bandits team that is no pushover, right? It's not like you were playing a team that's maybe, you know, not at the top of the standings, neck and neck with you or anything. This is this was a massive, massive win on Saturday night. And uh, I think everybody went home pretty happy after this one, all 13,000 plus. And as we have noted on social media, and apparently we'll get into that in a minute, but come on. Um <laughs> Uh, this was the largest crowd at a Toronto Rock home game since the 2012 season. Over 10 years between crowds of this size. There was a 13,000, a slightly over 13,000 crowd in 2013, but the next largest crowd was in 2012, a 14,000 plus crowd. So this is, you know, we're getting into rarefied air here, and it is just uh, we we talk with our guest quite a bit uh, about how great things have been in Hamilton. So we won't go into it too far right now, but um, just your quick thoughts again here. And I know we touch on it in the interview here in a moment, but just uh, what it was like running out of that tunnel on Saturday night and just the vibe in the building, getting off to that hot start as well. Yeah. Um, like you said, just leaving or running out of the tunnel. Yeah. <clears throat> um, just the emotion and the excitement level of, of the fans. You could feel it just on the turf. And, um, yeah, I mean, right right from the get-go. And we're all lined up at, at center there and whistle's about to go. You could just feel the energy in the building. And, um, you know, we definitely fed off that. You're the captain of this team. You've got some different responsibilities than other guys on the team. That's why I have the C on your jersey. How do you go about these next couple of weeks and preparing for this game against Philadelphia when you know what's on the line on April the 22nd when you play Buffalo? Um, well, I mean, the, we still need to keep winning. Um, I mean, if you, you look at Buffalo, they, you'd assume that they answer. But, yeah, like our, every time we go out there, we're trying to win the game. And, um, you know, especially getting closer to playoffs here, we're just trying to fine-tune everything and, and be the, the best version of ourselves. Um and you know collectively that that kind of will translate if we're we're all at our best together we should be humming and um 
yeah, I mean, with every game, we, we just want to improve and get better. And, um, you know, every test moving forward is, is that same kind of mantra. All right. Well, we won't dive into too much more right off the top of the show. But, Chow, why don't you tee up who our guest is on this week's podcast? Yeah, this week's guest, this was a late um, late booking. <laughs> I left this one to the last minute, but I knew he'd be in. Uh, we have my roommate, number 93, from St. Catharines, Latrell Harris. All right, so let's get right to it. Toronto Rock Total Access. We welcome Toronto Rock defender Latrell Harris. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, along with co-host Challen Rogers, and we now welcome to the program this week the one and only number 93 from the St. Catharines Athletics, as he was announced on Saturday night, Latrell Harris. Latrell, how are you doing? We're doing great. Ciao, Hammer. How are you guys doing? Doing wonderful. Yes. Yep. That's my line. I even threw that into that tweet yesterday. I saw that. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah I did see yeah. that. Did you see it, Latrell? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was real good. Um, all right. Where do we want to start, Chow? Do you want to lead things off here? Sure. Or? I, actually, can I just touch on one thing? Sorry about Saturday night. We were out of sync. On the player intros. And it was more my fault than yours. Was it? Did you I even get, notice it? Probably um, not. Not really. I did kind of walk out of the tunnel a little early, though. I wanted to touch some, some of the kids' hands before I went out there more than usual. So. so, but it was, the problem was, it was a good problem. That was that when we announced all the players on Saturday night, we announced your minor lacrosse organizations. Right. So when I, number 93'd, Usually I would go right into your name, but I had to say from the St. Catharines Athletics. Oh, so so you were already out, and then I was watching you, and I'm like, you're way further than you already are when I usually start your name, and we did our best, but I think it went okay. I think it went fine. As okay. The results show. <laughs> we won. Yeah. All right. All good, man. It's all good, baby. Don't okay. stress. Don't stress. My turn now? <laughs> it's your turn. Yeah, that's all I have prepared for this. <laughs> Beautiful. We're going to start from the beginning here. It is, let's say, what, September 2016. Latrell Harris gets drafted. Elaborate on that experience. I thought when you said we're going to start from the beginning, it was like 1998. And no, we'll get out there. the womb. We're starting the NLL. No. We're starting the <laughs> Okay. All right. So, yeah, um, you know, I was coming from school. I went home and changed and came from school. I had uh, my whole family here, so that was pretty legit. Um, and then obviously, you know, walking into the building, seeing all the, the draft stuff and all the chairs and the stage and stuff on the floor, that's when it started to really, really hit me, you know, so I get a little bit of the butterflies, maybe a couple sweats, stuff <laughs> like that, just being quiet around my fam. And then, yeah, it went on and, uh, second round came, whatever, 12th pick and, uh, yeah, heard my name get called and I dapped up my family, gave my mom a hug and then, uh, went on stage, met the... I want to say the commissioner at the time and then Jamie and Maddie for a photo said hello and yeah and that's when it all started man so just for a little background story that's our draft year yeah. we got drafted the same year you although know. I'm four years younger than Latrell or sorry four years <laughs> older than Latrell <laughs> oops the oops. child prodigy 14 yeah. year old draft pick challenge yeah. <laughs> my bad <laughs> 
No, it's all good. Did, uh, yeah, going back to that, did you have any idea of where you were going to go in the draft? Obviously, being younger. Um, yeah. No, not really. I honestly just went in it and, you know, wherever or whatever happened, happened. I was just going to, you know, try and go have a great training camp. And but fortunately enough, I was able to get drafted right by Toronto right in his own or our own uh, practice facility. So it was pretty cool, man. It was pretty cool. So I'm going to I'm going to rewind a little bit from the draft. Can I throw in a draft question first? Yes, you can. Of course. So we're talking about you getting drafted early at just 18 years old. A lot of guys, you know, either wait until their junior eligibility is done at 21. Some guys go in early at 20. You've got guys coming out of college going into the draft probably at 22 or older in some cases. What was it that made you decide to opt in to go into the draft at 18? So it was actually uh, my cousin, Tyson Bell, he said, you know, why not put your name in the draft? Uh, that's when I had had to choose, you know, was like NCAA or the KUFA route, which I ended up choosing the KUFA route, which allows you to play both because they consider, um, so like Canadian lacrosse is field, but they uh, consider it a different sport than box, so that you're allowed to play both. And then, um, yeah, I made that decision, went in the draft, and here we are today. That was actually going to be my question. Oh, I was going to I was going to rewind it. That was the rewind was right just to right before that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I was going to kind of go into that because obviously you have a different path and uh, you know a lot of people in this league <clears throat> went to Everest Academy yeah. high school, did that whole thing. What made you choose the Kufla route over the NCAA route? Yeah, well, we're going to be honest here. My grades weren't up to par, which what they needed to be to, uh, I was actually committed to High Point University. And then in the summer, I got a long paragraph text from uh, Mr. Torpy, which is, you know, I'd rather a phone call, you know, maybe a FaceTime or something, but a text will do, I guess. And then, yeah, so I had some decisions to make. And then uh, that's when I chose to go to Everest and try to get more looks. But I uh, didn't really get the looks I really wanted to to any places and stuff like that so then i decided to stay home be close with the fam just go to school i'm really close to brock i'm like 10 minutes away so transportation was kind of clutch um and then yeah i loved it though brock was awesome real good teammates and i should probably say good classes too (laughs) (laughs) that's some cool professors oh yeah um Talk about transportation, making it easy, um, you know, your 10-minute travel. How did you get to school when you're going to school? No, because I know how he got to <laughs> yeah, school. Yeah, I know. You know the answer. <laughs> yeah. This is a funny question if you're yeah. like, you're like, how did you get to school? Well, because we kind of share <laughs> well, this. Challenge. Yeah. Well, challenge. Well, he's going to tell you. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. So that was a, a year after my first year here at Toronto. My first ever paycheck was a moped because I didn't have my license. So I bought a moped. Thought I could save some money on gas, and I thought it was pretty cool. So I got a moped, and that's how I'd get to places. Mopeds are sick. I had one in last year, junior. Ripped that thing. Rain, oh. shine, did not matter. That thing was the best. Like so much fun. The best. The wind blowing in your face. I don't know if you can get much better than that. Early in the morning, too. <laughs> but you would ne- would either of you have ever thought that that was the gateway to a motorcycle? Absolutely. 
I want one real bad. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm open arms. My uncle's a big bike uh, yeah. bike guy, although I'm not the biggest fan of dirt bikes. I'd rather do an ATV or quad or whatever yeah. you like to call it. But uh, I think as I get older, I'll be more open arms to it. Hmm. Which I would look super cool on a motorcycle, I think. <laughs> as long as my hair gets a little bit longer, so it's flying in the back. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Well, we can we can we can jump around here in this interview. I really want to talk about Saturday night's game with, yeah. with both of you guys at the same time and just go through everything that was was going on Saturday night because it was awesome. Thirteen thousand fans in attendance, uh, a little bit over that. The upper bowl, you know, was uh, you know, it was rocking. The lower bowl was doing its uh, regular thing as well. Um, I guess, first of all, just do you guys want to say something to to the fans even, and just, uh, you know, for for showing up the way they did in the biggest game, biggest regular season game in Rock City, whether it be Scotiabank Arena or uh, First Ontario Centre in a long, long time. And, you know, the fans showed up and you guys showed up, obviously, as well. Yeah, uh, to be honest, obviously, you know, having the home advantage is, like one of the best things in the world. So just having your whole fan base right behind you, I think it all starts from the national anthem. If we're playing an American team, you know, the American anthem goes and then it finishes with the Canadian anthem. And just hearing the fans sing it, it brings like tingles to your body. And it's like, okay, we're really, really about to go here. You know, and then that just means that they're into it, you know, like they care, they love it. So for us to, you know, go out there and battle and do things we do, like it comes right next to having the fans cheering or booing the other team like all that uh all that helps so appreciate that appreciate you guys yeah i mean just to kind of feedback off what latrell said um <clears throat> that's what we want essentially uh that game obviously super important um in standings and and we want the home floor advantage for that exact reason to have our um you know fan support uh throughout our playoff run hopefully it being a long one um and yeah, like like Latrell said, after that anthem goes, I mentioned it I think last week, but just standing on the line and just hearing the roar after the the anthem finish off, it's just it's the best thing ever, and you know it's never gonna get old. But yeah, I mean when you have a crowd like that, the biggest one since we've both been in the league in the past ten years or so, it's you want to perform, and um, you know we started off hot, and and they kept kept that momentum for us really just being loud and um supportive and you know we do have the best fans in the league um oh yes talking with them after the game before the game super engaged and um you know they just want to meet you and just talk to you about you know the most random things but it's 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 great just interacting with them and um you know they they support us so much on the floor so the least we can do is go out there and give them a performance and you know that's what we did now, I want to go back to the National Anthem a little bit because, like you said, you mentioned it last week. You brought it up this week. Is it something that, you know, has only been more of a factor in your mind in Hamilton? Was it always the same, like even back at Scotiabank Arena? Or is it something that, you know, has gotten a little, you know, raised up a level since the team's been in Hamilton? I think it's it's been raised for sure. Yeah. Um, the same thing while we were in Toronto. I loved hearing it then, but I think it's just so much louder now being in Hamilton than than in uh, Toronto. Yeah, I agree. Hamilton's real homey, real home feeling. People yeah. are like way more on top of you, you know? Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. 
Well, it was definitely something we noticed. Like I remember when um, we first went to look at the building in Hamilton with the turf down. And I can remember driving in like, we, you know, we almost drove right in. I can remember to the end Zamboni uh, <laughs> with our cars, like everything was open. Anyways, I can just remember driving right up to the end and just looking at it and like almost getting emotional and be like, I didn't know how I was going to feel when I first saw the surf down. And I don't know how you guys felt, but it that, like you, you talk about that feeling of home. It was like the blue seats and just the way, like you say, the lighting and the way the fans are, are definitely more on top of you. Like I, I can remember being like, wow, like I, I didn't think I was going to feel that way the first time I got into the building. And I don't know if you guys want to talk about that, too. The first time you guys saw the turf down or were around it, I know you were there, you know, for the announcement, um, which would have been, you know, I guess only a couple of days after I, I think I saw the turf down for the first time. So um, I don't know your thoughts on that. Like, I know we're maybe getting real emotional. <laughs> it's getting a little dusty in here. I don't know. But uh, anyways, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I remember, like you said, the first time I had seen it was for the announcement and um, just walking around with, uh, you know, the higher ups and seeing kind of their vision and what, um, you know, is going to take place. And, and you know, for, from that moment on, I just kind of knew this was going to be our home. And, um, you know, like Latrell said, it's just it's more of a home for us. And we're not kind of tenants, right? We don't kind of show up and we're out of there. It's. We show up, we go to our exact same stall, it's still has stuff in there from the last time we were there. And um, just even the people, like the, the security entrance for us mm-hmm. that we go down, we see the same lady every single time we go down there and she's just a gem and super nice. To, she's super happy to see us just like we are to see her. She's great. And um, just everyone around that building, they they have welcomed us with open arms and um, you know, even at shoot around on Saturday, some of the Bulldogs guys were just kind of peeking in, watching, and and one of them came on the floor and took a few shots, and it's it's just cool to kind of interact with them, and um, yeah, it's just it's so much more of a home feeling for us, and um, you know, our fans as well. I think. Agree. I gotta give uh, one shout out to uh, our lunch lady who takes care oh, of us at lunch. Also, oh, she is awesome. Shit. She's just yeah, she's a sweetheart, angel. Yeah. So even when she's there, at, well, we have lunch at like 11, 30, 12. And then we see her after the game. She's putting out the food for us. She's still there grinding, still with a big smile. You know, it's just good. It's great. She cares about you guys. Yeah. Like, and, she does. And I know, like, we chat in the hallway a lot of times after the games and, the, and that. And she always wants to just genuine, knows, wants to know how you guys are doing, all this kind of stuff. Excited, wanted the full breakdown on the playoff scenario after the game <laughs> uh, Saturday night to see how things were going to shake out. So it, it is, like... We have been welcomed so much there, and it it uh, it feels special going into the rink. And and not that things weren't special in in Scotiabank Arena, but things have just gone to a different level, right? You know, we're we're kind of the the big dogs in the building, you know, along with the Bulldogs. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's just different now, right? I think that's all you can kind of say, and it, and it's been such a positive experience. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to obviously many more. So let's get back to talking about the game on Saturday. And just, uh, I don't know, we, let's jump to the end of the game and talk about the chaos. When you're, when you're there as a player, right, you know, whether you're involved in it on the floor, you're on the bench, like, you know, what are you thinking at that time? Are you thinking like, well, I might have to go out and, and get involved in this, right? Because, you know, sometimes this stuff, you don't pick it, it picks you. 
right? <laughs> when there's, you know, fights going on out there and that you may have to go out and get in there. Like, you know, as an athlete, even just competing, what is your mindset like on the bench? How do things change where you've, you know, thought about you're winning a game, you're trying to score more goals than the other team, play defense, work hard, all those cliche things. But now you're in a situation where you literally might have to engage in what would resemble a street fight with somebody on the other team. Like it, it might happen, right? Like I say, sometimes it picks you, right? So in that situation, what's going through your mind? Um, I, don't, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it comes with playing a sport. Like it was like that when you were young too, you can get in little scruffles, but obviously now we're more men. So it's more a little bit more serious, but it comes with our sport. So it's not something that's like, oh my God. I might have to go and do this. Just like, well, it's going to go and have to be that guy for the boys right now type of deal. But um, I don't know, when Billy, when Billy, you know, I think he was the first one. Um, I just remember when he came to the bench, like all the boys went to him and was like, blah, blah, yeah, Billy, you know, yeah. all this stuff. So like, you know, so whoever is in a, you know, that moment or uh, situation, like it's a lot of love going back to you from the boys because it's not an easy job at all, you know, yeah. like definitely not an easy job so you know, just lots of respect going to it and but i think it's in the back of your mind maybe you know you, you never know you never know what can come it can come in the first minute of the game you know right before halftime or right at the end of the game there so it's just part of the game yeah i, I don't think i think about it too much just kind of go out and play and if you're in that situation you're in that situation but yeah just kind of like what latrell said it just kind of comes with the sport Thank God we have a guy like Philly that can just go out and kind of bobble fist anyone <laughs> <laughs> around the league. But um, yeah, no, it's just it's just it's a unique part know, of sport, right? It, it really is, and especially in lacrosse, and I mean, I guess in hockey as well. But uh, you know, you you look at something like the sport of lacrosse when you're you're sturdy, you're on two feet, right? You're not worried as much about balance being on skates and stuff like that if you're engaged in a fight like that but um you know it certainly does i think speak to the the passion you know i think that exists within the game and the compete and all that kind of stuff and and also the fact that you know 99 percent of the time you can also put it behind you and and realize that when the game's over the game's over right yes sir mm -hmm. <laughs> you like that response real ringing from us, right? <laughs> we play them again in a couple of weeks here guys yeah. right, so um anyway so the mindset now going into a bye week um two buys here over the final four weeks of the season get a bye week going into the playoffs as well but big games coming up on april the 15th against philadelphia and then the big game for all the regular season marbles on uh, april the 22nd in buffalo but how do you guys treat this week here coming up uh you know, to get ready for April 15th and a, and a potential home playoff game clinching situation being that a rock win or a Rochester loss at any point the rest of the season here clinches a rock home playoff game. So there is a lot on the line here on uh, April 15th, but just quickly, you know, what's the mindset here on the bye week and, and getting prepped here for the final stretch? I don't think there's really a difference. I, you know, it's just part of the process. You know, just because you don't have a game on the weekend doesn't mean you're not in a gym or getting your shots up or eating good. It's just, you know, another week, but you're just not playing at home on the weekend or flying with your team or the travel or whatever it is. Um, Do you yeah. take the chance to check out a little bit on the weekend or is it 
dialed into the other games around the league and seeing what's happening. I might definitely tune in to other games to see. Like, doesn't mean I'm watching the full game, but I'll definitely watch yeah. a quarter. Just stay involved, see what's up, because you know, still have enemies and still have teams, you know, <laughs> that maybe we want to see lose or maybe that we need to see win too. So, hey. all right. So for <laughs> all those people out there listening, um, Latrell's a big, big fan of pineapples. Maybe not so much just like eating it, which I also think he is, but he just loves the look. And he also has it tattooed on him, I believe. I do twice. There you go. How did that come about? Um, so there's a summer, had a real good summer, uh, grade 11. And me and my friends had pineapple flavored beverages and would drink it with pineapple juice. And uh, so we just said, you know, there's like five or six of us. And we said, oh, maybe we should, you know, all get a pineapple tattoo just to resemble the boys and stuff like that. So I was the only one who went through with it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Long story short, I'm the only one. (laughs) Only one who went through it at the time. I had some tattoos and my friends had like one or were just getting started into tattoo world. So that's that. And then honestly, that's that. Like we just, it was a crazy summer with pineapples. And then now, just like the object, you know, I have got a lot of uh, pineapple figures in my room, I guess would be the word to say. A couple posters, clothes, uh, definitely got a couple candle, pineapple candles, big uh, candle guy. And yeah, love them. I bring a pineapple with me or, you know, I keep one in my stall here. It's just stickers everywhere. Pineapples. <laughs> you mentioned tattoos. Was the pineapple the first tattoo? No. No. What was the first tattoo? Uh, the praying hands with the rosary for my grandfather. That was, uh, I was allowed to get that one a little earlier because it was family orientated. And how many tattoos do you have total? Or how many times <laughs> have you been? Oh, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I haven't counted, but let's say maybe over 20 for sure. Yeah. yeah. Easily. Are you yeah. done? Not a chance. No? No, I still have some clear skin on my body to cover. Favorite tattoo? Ooh. Uh, I'm a big uh, Christopher Wallace, Biggie Smalls guy. I got his face portrait on my left leg. Uh, I would say that's uh, my favorite one. No, I'm going to look and think. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, maybe that's top three. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> no, I'd go that one for sure. Yeah. Aside from my family one, so that's diff- that's different. But yeah. Yeah. Biggie Smalls, baby. All right. I love it when you call me Big Papa. <laughs> you kind of stole two of my questions. There. Well, it's kind of crazy when you think about that because he passed away before you were born. Yeah, it did. But his music continues. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. His, his legacy continues. Yeah. Hasn't been away. It's wild. How many tattoos do you have, Chal? I have two. Two. You know. And I'm going to end up looking like Latrell at some point. Yeah, you're going to go all in. Huh? Yeah, I need to. I've, I've been telling Latrell that I'm going to get tatted up here for probably over a year. And it's just hasn't come, hasn't come, no. hasn't come. I need to <laughs> I need to get into the tattooing game and then maybe I can be Charles tattoo artist. Well, we do have a staff member whose significant other is a tattoo artist here. I'm, track. I'm just hearing about this. Yeah. Same. Wow. Wow. They may or may not have been responsible for uh, drawing the uh, 
hand on the turf monster and creating the turf monster for the turf monster beer logo. Wow. Yeah. This is deadly. This is great news on yeah. a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, we can talk more about that after. But um, do you have an idea for your next tattoo, Chell? Yeah, I have it all mapped out. Really? The whole thing. All right. I'm just, you know, I was told when I was younger, you have to maybe like it for a year or like the idea of it for a year. And then once you kind of go through that year, then you should get it because you're you stuck hard. with it. Yeah, stuck it's not with a it. you flash like it. in the pan idea. Do mm-hmm. you believe in that same time frame, Latrell? Or are you? I definitely did at first, 100%. Now you're a little more impulsive with it? Uh, a couple for sure. Yeah. Definitely just woke up and messaged my first artist and was like, hey, I need to come in today. Yeah. She's like, uh, yeah, I got this time. I'm like, really? Eh? Yep. That's now, only does a couple. Tattoo artists, like, do they, I, like, do they advise you sometimes? It's like, hey, you know, wh- how long you been thinking about this? Is it something you want to like? Do they kind of guide you that way? And in, in kind of that line of thinking that Chalm's talking about with this one year window that you're talking about, but do they, have you ever had an artist say, Hey, maybe you want to think about that one for a little while. <laughs> um, maybe for the, like your first one, if it's yeah. your first or second one type of deal, maybe your age, what age you get it at. Yeah. Um, but otherwise usually the tattoo artist just, is ready to go. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're pretty cool about it. Like they get yeah. it, you know? Sometimes you just got to get it, or sometimes it's, I don't know. Do you ever think there's going to come a point in time where you're going to want to have any of them removed? Uh, Yeah, just my fingers. Yeah. That was like a really impulsive decision. I love yeah. them, but it's just like I just... I At know. some they point fade, in time They fade you wanna... real quick, so you got to really, get them yeah. done over a couple of times. Yeah, huh. but I love them, so it's all good right now. All right. Yeah. And as I say that, like the, the one on my arm was pretty impulsive. What is the one on your arm? It's a leopard. Oh, right. Jeez. It's a mom. <laughs> mom and a cub. So it's kind of me and my mom. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Leopards were a thing. But I also kind of somewhat designed this one. My mom had the idea of like, oh, we should get tattoos. And I was like, right on. Like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. 100%. And then that night I was like, just kind of doing some stuff on like PowerPoint, which is, might be the worst one you can do. But... <laughs> Had the idea, and then I ended up bringing it to the tattoo artist, and he made it look good. So I kind of designed my own tattoo. So do you and your mother have matching tattoos? No. no. She got uh, she got my signature, and then my thumb and her thumb making a heart. Does your signature have the number 23 in it? No, it does not. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're that's to, what she it's wanted. It's incomplete maybe yeah, right now. That's what she maybe wanted. That's the next trip. Yeah. Yeah. Could always add it. Yeah. She's a, she listens. She's a listener. <laughs> Shout out, mom. <laughs> uh, actually, well, we can kind of transition in, in terms of shout outs. So recently you were on CHCH Morning Live. And I know after you posted, actually, uh, you posted Timbo and you actually thanked him. You said, thank you for bringing me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And he's a man. Sorry I, to cut you off. Timbo is the man. He yeah. is a, he's a fantastic uh, supporter of the team, a great dude. And yeah, he is all in on the rock. He's, yeah, great human being. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Every like every time you go to CHCH, you know you're dealing with Timmy B, and he's just a man. You just like he's so happy to see you. He knows about you, and it's just he's just great. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off there. I just had to give him a shout out because yeah. he's a man. Great energy. I agree. He he has been awesome to work with. Now, 
you mentioned, sorry, back to the taking you out of your comfort zone. Why don't you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just more of a quiet guy, you know. I'd rather just maybe like be in my, my little group or, you know, at the track with the boys. But going on CHCH, going live, I, one of my very, very first time live, I did not do a great job with. I thought you couple, did great. A couple, no, sorry, not CHCH. Like, oh, uh, okay, okay. Previous. Summertime. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's another time, but hey, it was good. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about the very first live time, like the sideline live yeah, time? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, that was a huge success, though, wasn't it? It, it ended up being a huge success yeah. for sure, but I thought people were like, you know, they're saying like, oh, yo, that was hilarious. Like, good job. I thought they're kind of like not chirping me, but being sarcastic, but they're actually being serious. Yeah, because I think people loved your raw emotion. You were just letting it out. And especially, I thought, for people that know you, really loved that yeah they definitely because it was like here's latrell coming out and i could tell latrell's genuinely excited and those were the words that were describing his exact emotion like you were very real which i think a lot of people really love so um yeah because i mean i can say like we've watched you grow up a little bit around here right like we've already talked about coming in at 18 years old and and watching you uh you know, mature into, you know, one of the best players in the league. And now there's great uh, success in the PLL as well. And I don't know if we want to talk a little bit about that. Maybe we'll just quickly touch on that. But the fact that uh, teammates. Yeah, let's go. 365. <laughs> now we just got to be roomies for a full year. Yeah. Year round. Oh. That could be put in the works. That could be put in the works. It will be put in the works. Yeah, so one thing um you kind of mentioned it earlier but one thing i personally admire so much about you is how family oriented you are you've got siblings um she elaborated on them because they're all super sweet athletes and super sweet people yeah they're awesome bunch of little beauties um i've got two siblings actually the same age um one of my my younger sister kavira she's 17 and i have a younger brother marcus He's also 17. Um, they are closer than I am. So I love that personally. That we don't live with each other, but they're closer than we are. So that's, uh, you know, for a big brother, that's like huge to have, obviously. You know, whatever they're doing, they're talking or going out and doing stuff together. So that's huge. And then um, my middle sister is Kiana. She's 19. And uh, she's really cool, really straightforward, keeps it honest with me. So it's very humbling. Um, <laughs> but she's real, real smart, which I, she took all our academics. That's what we say in our family. She took all the, all the brains. Um, so yeah, shout out Kiki. Keep grinding. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're all athletes. Um, sisters grew up playing soccer and cheerleaders. And my older sister played basketball. And then uh, she stopped when she went to school, Laurier for political law and science. And my little brother is a hockey stud, uh, captain of his uh, major midget team. Um, I think he was an assistant or a captain of his high school hockey team. Um, yeah, a little beauty, Marcus. And yeah, Kavira, Kavira is just like me, you know. Uh, she has got lots of friends. Uh, she's a very popular kid, um, very smart, keeps it honest as well. But uh, she's a social butterfly, and she's a beauty. So shout out, Lala. <laughs> Well, you mentioned they're all great athletes. So, what what do you see their athletic careers? Where do you see them going here? 
Yeah, well, my two sisters don't play sports anymore. That, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, no, it's all good though. It's all good. Um, but my little brother, I, you know, uh, last year was his draft year, but COVID and stuff happened, so I don't like nothing really came out of it. But now he's playing major midget. Um, hockey's got like a bunch of stuff where you can go to and play for a while and get looks and stuff like that. So I think he's gonna pursue that. I'm not too sure where his next step is right now, but uh, I think he's got to make a decision soon. So. Yeah, personally, I hope he goes away. I hope he gets to, uh, you know, kind of grow up in, in that, um, you know, type of place, whatever, just going away and kind of growing up on your own rather than staying home and, you know, getting everything done for you, which is what sons get done, right? Moms are always... And I guess you're kind of speaking from experience that from you experience got to go to Colorado sure. and... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So I loved it. I'm sure he'll love it too if he gets a chance to go away, play sports, be with his... You know, brothers, homies, whatever you want to call them. All right. So, uh, anything else you want to touch on about the game on Saturday night? I mean, uh, big goal. I, I did also want to touch too on how you're feeling with, you know, Mitch Disnew out of the lineup, and it seems that uh, you are the you are the guy carrying the ball up the floor almost every time. You're now kind of filling in that role too where Mitch was chipping in a goal or two every game and it seems like in his absence you've literally picked up where Mitch left off in terms of the transition game um yeah uh I honestly have to say though it's not just me it's our whole D we've all picked that step up you know um it felt like Snoozy was getting like three rips a game (laughs) no joke yeah like he was on a very very high pace um so i guess you know when guys like that are out of the lineup with injury and stuff like all you want to do is just play your best for them right like you know it's not like oh whatever somebody got hurt now oh now it's my time to shine like that's not what it is especially here in toronto um it's just another chance for someone else to go and make plays for the team and luckily i've been in that position a lot and you know it's pretty good it's good for my game my confidence especially going down the stretch um for when he comes back maybe now there's you know instead of snoozy going three goals a game now we get four or five d guys getting a goal a game which is you know uh an amazing attribute to have on a team and when we talk about uh mitch disnew and now add chris corbeal into the mix how exciting is that for you to look at uh you know just how dangerous like you're saying you may have three or four different guys scoring goals but like i mean this could be at to me anyways, I think another level maybe never before seen, at least in Toronto Rock history, to add in a couple more transition threats like that and top-tier defenders into this lineup here down the stretch. I mean, it's huge. How, like, you know, you got to get up for that. Like, those are two, well, especially Coros. This is veteran experience, you know. Uh, even when here at practice or during the games, he's always given his little input, just kind of, you know, keeping you in the right direction. Which is huge, and then Snoozy's just a beauty, man. He brings good vibes around the boys. Um, so yeah, having them back on the floor is gonna be incredible. It's exciting, very, very exciting. And uh, all this, like, when, when they're out together, like, it's just counting down the weeks, you know, counting down the weeks. And who knows? Maybe they'll be back soon. Hopefully, get to see him in the blue or white jersey again. Ooh, home or away? Home or, or both. away? Or both? <laughs> All right, Chal, anything else before we wrap this up? Um, no, not really. One thing I'll say, I'll kind <clears> of <throat> pump up Luttrell even more. But even 
because obviously being drafted in the same year, we've been around each other since day one here, essentially. And just, I just feel like you're tapping into your transition potential. Like from what you were last year and the year before that, like your shots dialed. Like Cameron said, you know, you're contributing way more in the transition game, but you're just getting started. And I just cannot wait to see where it goes because it's just, I'd swear there, but I didn't. Good for me. <laughs> um, no, but I'm just, I love watching you play. You might be my favorite player in the league to watch play, just what you do defensively. You know, you one-on-one, shut down defender. Like everyone who plays against you does not want anything to do with you. And it's just, it's fun to watch. And then you strip them and you go down and break a few ankles and you crease to have a sick goal. And it's just like, F yeah. I love that. So I just wanted to tell you that. Hey, man. If I haven't told you that already. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. I appreciate it very much. That's Thank big. You. Got you, Rumi. Hey. Now it's on record here on the <laughs> podcast. I'm glad you were able to use the microphone to express your true emotions and feelings towards your teammate. Yeah, well. I feel like I've said that to him before, but oh, okay. now everyone knows that he's only just tapping in. Just tapping in. When you think about that 12th overall pick today, right? 18 years old, 12th overall. The first round is a lot longer now, right? The first round has been into the low 20s in picks, right? So now, like, you know, that 12th overall pick is today a very, like, legitimately high first rounder it's basically the middle of the first round now instead of the start of the second round and i often think you know where you would have gone had you entered the draft at 21 i don't think we would have got him no i I agree (laughs) (laughs) so good call going in at 18 but um you know it's a similar thing to you know when the rock drafted rob hellier he goes in at 18 if he goes in when he's 21 there's no way Rock picks him in the third third round, right? So, um, a very similar situation, I guess I could say. You know, like it, it's one of those things where the team does a great job, and you know, you go back and you watch that draft video to come full circle here on this interview, and you look at that, and you know, you're mic'd up during it, and then even just when you you know get drafted, and you two guys coming in at the same time, like we've just talked about, was like one of the most transformational years really in Toronto rock history. When you look at you two guys coming in and Tom signing as a free agent, Reed Reinhold as a free agent, Kieran McArdle as a free agent, even Connor Busick as a free agent, like all these guys that came in, um, Jordan Magnuson was in that draft and was here for a couple of years and, and played a, you know, a decent sized role with the team too. So it was, but to have you, Tom, and Latrell, you being Challen. <laughs> I know people can't see where I'm looking. Challen, Latrell, and Tom come in in that same year and now be just cornerstones of the franchise. Is, uh, it's pretty special. It really is, guys. So thank you. <laughs> that was my emotional moment there. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just think you probably would have been a you know a top three pick, you know, coming out of junior in your, uh, you know, if you're at 21, right? Yeah, but that's okay. Everything happens for a reason. It is. It's sometimes, great. You know, it's it's awesome. We lucked out huge. Hey, sometimes you just got to get somewhere, you know, then things yeah. happen. can't always choose what you want to do. This has turned into a real love-in here at the end of this interview, guys. <laughs> and we're good. all very it feels good. Great Refresh. people here to have a part of the rock organization. All right. Uh, Latrell, thanks for stopping by. We'll, of course, do this at some point again soon. And 
Maybe we'll have to get some uh, merch with some pineapples on it for you or something like that. We'll have a Latrell t- Harris t-shirt with... The little trees you the pineapple. Yeah. That sounds cool. Something. That sounds very cool. Yeah, or maybe we should be putting that on our graphic designer. Maybe that your next milestone will have to have some pineapples on the graphic. Yeah, yeah. I can put it in his ear. I'll yeah. see what happens. I do just have one thing I got to say. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Dad, I hopefully, uh, hopefully you're listening to this. I do love you. I did not forget about you. I just had to make sure mom got a shout out. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> You want to say who that's for? Uh, yeah, Greg oh, okay. Harris. There Gregory <laughs> Harris. My dad. Some people might have thought that it was somebody else. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the way it was delivered. Anyways, oh. that's great. It's classic. It's genuine. It's Latrell. It's uh, it's awesome. And actually, that's where we were going towards when, when actually I brought up the CHCH thing originally was, uh, yeah, yeah, that's where you're talking about is everybody needs a little bit of love. Right? Everyone needs a little bit of love. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys very much for having me. Appreciate it. All right. We just got some love out. Good. We feel refreshed. Let's go. Okay. That was Latrell Harris, defender with the Toronto Rock. We will be back to wrap up Toronto Rock Total Access in a moment. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Back to wrap things up here after a fantastic chat with Toronto Rock defender. Excuse me. (laughs) Can't do it. It's not game day. (laughs) Um, We want to jump into the listener mailbag here because last week on the podcast, we talked about a particular rock fan who was at the game in Albany, uh, Tall Franklin. So, we did, of course, open up things. Anybody can send us an email, totalaccess at torontorock.com. And of uh, we had to, I had to dig deep through all the emails this week because we got so many. But this one definitely rose to the top. Let's go. Let's go with it. So uh, Tall Franklin wrote in, and we had to give him top billing here. You know, we can't get to every single email on the program, but we are able to get to this one. But uh, keep sending them in. We love to hear from you. All right, so uh, Tall Franklin says, um, you mentioned that he was sitting next to a Wookiee. Yep. Right? Star Wars night there. That was actually his brother. Oh. Yeah, so there you go. Family affair. He has the Reed Reinhold jersey, and this is why you know Tall Franklin is a big Toronto Rock fan, but he had purchased one of the holiday mystery boxes a few years ago, and that's how he got the Reed Reinhold jersey was. He got the Reed Reinhold jersey in a... Toronto Rock Holiday Mystery Box. Um, what is steel? Yeah, he did mention, yeah, his, his big fandom for the Rock really kind of stems from uh, his fandom of the Ohio machine. Um, but uh, let's see. We're going we to, okay. Question for Challen. He says, what was a recent moment that reminded him, quote, yeah, I still play in the NLL. Anything that you want to do in a game but haven't. Is that that's a two-parter then? I, I guess, yeah. Hmm. It's gonna make me think. My first question, my aha, I'm still playing in the NLL moment. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna stick with what I kind of mentioned last week. Just kind of after the anthem, especially at home, it's always better. But just hearing the roar of a crowd and just that whole experience of running out of a tunnel and, you know, playing the, playing a sport professionally that 
was my dream from when I was a kid and um, just throwing the ball off the wall in Coquitlam. Um, just I've always wanted to have that moment and I dreamt of that moment and every time I kind of run out of the tunnel or hear the crowd roar, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's probably my moment where I'm like, huh? Okay. The NLL. And yeah, that second part of the question, anything that you want to do in a game but haven't? Um, it's sort of reverse backhand like Tom Shriver. That would be kind of impressive. <laughs> I don't, I can't do it. Score like lefty? Does. Score lefty? Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I think I can mix in a dunk here and there. Ah, I got yeah. some length to me, so I should be able to figure that out, but just haven't. So yeah, I feel like just rattled off three there. All right. Now he also has something to kind of spin off the what you're watching question, but how about what are you listening to? Ooh. In terms of music. Yes. Sorry, yes. Um, <laughs> or maybe a podcast, I guess, too. Uh, music? I mean, I'm a big podcast listener, um, but when it comes to music, I listen to everything. Um, you know, 70s rock to uh, early 2000s hip hop to modern day, you know, EDM. It just kind of depends on the day. It depends on what kind of mood I want to be in. And it's, yeah, I usually just kind of put it on shuffle and whatever, whatever the algorithm plays I'm into. All right. Paul Franklin had a question for me, challenge. Oh, I wish I could read it to you. <laughs> he says, uh, what is your favorite or some of the favorite promo items at games over the years that the Toronto Rock have given out? Oh. It's good. I I would say because I am such a sports card collector, trading card fan, all that kind of stuff, I do love the trading card set we did in 2011 that ended up being, you know, a championship team set, which was pretty cool. And then in 2012, we actually did some additional trading cards that highlighted uh, Garrett Billings kind of record-breaking season so to speak in uh in 2012 some of the uh accomplishments he did the bobbleheads are are obviously big too um i i would say i guess those are kind of the big ones honestly the bobble fist this year is probably right up there near the top just because it was unique and and something different and i knew that uh you know minor league hockey teams had kind of done that in the past and Billy had been here for a long time and we thought, you know, he was kind of one of the guys that was maybe next up for the bobblehead and uh, just to do something a little bit different and unique. And I think the fans loved it. If you saw the lineups outside of first Ontario center on Saturday night, I think it was definitely a big hit with the fans and uh, something pretty cool and unique, but I would say the trading cards and, and probably the Billy bobble fist this year are, are probably a couple of the big ones. I would say we should bring trading cards back in. You know, you have the love for it, Rosie. Yeah, I I think it is something that is in the cards. But Ooh. terrible, I'm sorry. Yeah, cut it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a lot goes into it now, and I think the, the expectations of it are a little bit higher than what it was 10 years ago. Like, previously, it would have been, I think, pretty easy to put something together where, you know, it was pretty basic, you know, lower level, I guess, quality, I guess you could say, right? Just you know, something to have. And now I feel like the bar has kind of been raised that you kind of have to put something together that would be highly collectible and, and a little bit more of a, you know, full set structure or something like that with some limited edition stuff in there to really make it look cool, which I know Rosie is obviously a big 
fan of doing something like this too. But, you know, I think you guys, you know, you were left out of the PLL set. Yeah. This past summer. <laughs> but I guess it was more everybody who played the year before, right? So I'm I'm guessing that when the next release comes out, that there will be Challen Rogers PLL Archers cards. That'd be pretty cool. I, just, I remember playing the MLL um, with the cannons. Uh, and just walking out after a game, someone like had a full sheet of my cards. And I'm like, where do you get these? Like, I didn't even know these things were a thing. Oh, because Parkside, I think, was the name of the company, did mm. the MLL card. So you have a Parkside card. Yeah. I don't have it. You don't I've have s- your own card? No. I've really? Seen, I've seen them before. Does Rosie have it? Uh, I don't know. I'm even starting to think if Rosie even knows that it exists. I don't think so. I didn't even know it existed until I legitimately saw it. So huh. Can I have one of these? Didn't get. One. And they said no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I still want your autograph yeah. for free. <laughs> it was legit nine. He had like nine, yeah. one sheet. And you signed them all. Yeah. Wow, good guy. And he wouldn't give you one. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really fight it. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just like with Rosie, you know. He, He's not going to give me one card, which he has actually, but it's like a double. I get all, he started my collector set. What card did he give you? Uh, I was, I think all the guys, he gives me cards of my fantasy teams. So my baseball fantasy team and my football fantasy teams, he'll just give me some doubles here and there. Uh, They're not high end cards, I don't think, but whatever, maybe one day. That is a very nice gesture by your teammate. Yeah, former roommate. I uh, actually gave Rosie some cards uh, last week myself. It's just a giving culture in the I, card community. So I found, uh, I, I know I've, I knew I had this set. It wasn't something I just stumbled upon. I don't even really know if it's a set, but uh, it's from the 2002 Montreal Express. So there's a Bruce card, Bruce Cod card. Wow. Uh, Peter Merrill, Patrick and Brody's dad. He was an assistant coach on that team. Terry Sanderson card um who else peter Locke, alain la lumiere i believe i think he was the backup goalie i know the like (laughs) (laughs) played montreal (laughs) uh yeah anyways there's a few there's like six or seven guys on there i think tracy klotsky's in there and geez i don't know anyways i gifted those to rosie i was like you know what i've had these for basically 20 years and it's time to just pass them on and he can enjoy them and i knew with the uh, Brucey card in there and the T card in there that it would be you know special for him. So um, it was funny because at first I sent him a picture of it last week. Uh, I think it was actually right before the <laughs> right before the game in Albany. <laughs> sent him a picture. I said, "Hey, look what I found!" And he's like, "Oh wow, that's amazing." Do you know anybody else who has a set? And I was like, "Oh no, I don't." But I was like, you know, maybe I just pass him on. The weird thing about that though is Matty Sawyer was an assistant coach with that team too. Didn't make the See, I don't know if there's like another nine cards that were given out. Anyways, I know you're not that interested. Anyways, oh, I, was, I was pretty interested there. We will uh, we'll thank uh, Tall Franklin as well. He does say, uh, thanks for making following The Rock that much more enjoyable and go make the longest run in the playoffs. Thanks, Tall Franklin. Yeah, and Man. he's hoping to come and uh, see you guys play in the PLL this summer. Ooh, let's go. Yeah. Archers fan. It sounds like he's pretty locked in on the Archers, yeah. It's good. It's great. All right, so uh, do we want to wrap up just by talking about anything you're watching right now? Um, you know, I, I took this past week, 
kind of off on what I was watching. I finished oh. some things up. Waco, that apocalypse one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I watched that. Yeah. Finished that. Yeah. I knew the premise of it, and I was kind of big into cults a few years ago, just reading about them, yeah. watching some of them, but that yeah, was pretty interesting. Started Outlast. I find that whenever it's top 10 on Canada, it depends on the show, but usually I just won't watch it. And then once it gets off the top 10, that's when I dive in. <laughs> when everyone's already seen it, talked about it. And I'm like, oh, this is what I'm going to watch. Okay, because the best show going right now, and I texted you about this, and you said you haven't touched it yet. You're not going to be able to stop watching it once you start going with the night agent. My girlfriend started it, actually, um, Sunday after the game. Started, I think she got eight minutes into it, and then haven't started. Gave so. up? Well, I don't know if she gave up. Or just up, got doing just something else. Doing something else. But, yeah, so we can restart that. I'll be back on it. You got to. All right. Like, you absolutely have to it's so good i'll do that like i can't wait till the i'm sure they're doing more seasons like they left it open obviously to continue on but uh anybody who's watched it out there i'm sure right now is screaming at their (laughs) podcast listening device saying child you must begin to watch this show i will now you finished so did you finish the spotify documentary i did and it's great last episode though did it make any sense uh, it, it was kind of like into the future, and but it was I, I didn't understand it. Yeah. I didn't understand the last episode at all. Yeah, I was watching it with what you had said in my mind. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah, it just didn't didn't make any sense. Yeah, but I think that could still be something again that they could do another few episodes on it just to, you know, I guess. Still talk about how it evolved and even more from other people's uh, perspectives. But I, I thought it was pretty cool the way they told each episode was kind of from somebody's somebody else's perspective. I thought that was a kind of cool way to do it for sure. But, uh, yeah, The Night Agent, I got to go back to that again. I can't <laughs> wait to you watch it because I want to talk about it. And it's really good. All righty. On really the to-do good. list. Bye succession? Week. you into the new Succession? Uh, I don't have Crave yet. I think I mentioned that I was going to – get crave like a while ago yeah so i haven't done it hmm. it's on the to-do list so well we're not far into the new season it's two episodes well i gotta start from the beginning have you so you haven't watched succession at all no ever so no. it's not just you don't have crave right now you've never had crave never. wow and yeah, just, succession I, is quite good i started mad Men like months yeah, see, ago i've never watched that yeah i'm only a few episodes in but i've enjoyed it yeah but like back when i was younger that was the hit show everyone was watching that is the new season of Barry coming soon? Did you have you watched that? Oh, that would be another yep. Crave HBO. <laughs> you watch that. That's crazy too. That's good. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that wraps up uh, listener mailbag and also uh, what everyone is watching here and listening to. And thanks again to Tall Franklin. We can't thank you enough, apparently. But uh, keep sending those emails in, folks. Total access at torontorock.com. We promise we will get to yours at some point if you sent it in and we haven't got to it yet. Yeah, all questions are welcome. As many as possible. Just keep them <laughs> flooding in. Total access at torontorock.com. Don't forget that email address. <laughs> Total access at torontorock.com. All right, well, it is a practice night here. And even though it's a bye week, lots of work to get done. And uh, are you guys doing video tonight? Yep. You are. What time? Soon? 
Seven. Oh, all right. 40 minutes. I was wondering why certain people weren't anxious to get in here into the boardroom as uh, they had been in previous weeks. But uh, anything else we want to touch on before we wrap this up? Uh, I'm hungry and I want to go eat my basil box. (laughs) (laughs) No free ads, but if you've never had basil box before, I kind of did that on purpose. Go get it because it is so good. You've been on this for quite a while, right? Yeah, probably like a year. Really? year and a bit. And what is a basil box? Well, you kind of pick your base and then you pick two veggies and then you pick your protein and then your sauce. And then there's some extras that you can just put on top. But, oh, so good. So it's kind of like frozen yogurt, but uh, real food. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) It's like Subway. Well, like when you go to frozen yogurt, you get the, you start with your base, your whatever frozen yogurt you want on. You go around and you put your topping. No? Sure. That's a good comparison. Yeah, sure. Come on. It's like pho soup. Like the pho. <laughs> Same thing, but in a bowl. You know? Yeah. Maybe just cut this. All right. <laughs> All righty. That will about wrap up this edition of Toronto Rock Total Access. But before we go, we have to remind you the Fan Appreciation Night is Saturday, April the 15th, when the Toronto Rock take on the Philadelphia Wings at First Ontario Centre. Tickets are available right now at torontorock.com. Lower Bowl is selling quickly, so get your seats now if you want to have uh, have a seat in the Lower Bowl, and uh, we'll be making a decision on the Upper Bowl as we get closer to the game, but uh, buy those Lower Bowl tickets now. They are available at torontorock.com. Fan Appreciation Night as well. If you're a season member, this is your last chance to use your Bring a Friend vouchers uh, for this game, and you can do all that through your Rock City account manager. All right, those are our ticket plugs for the end of things. And uh, stay tuned, as always, for exciting announcements coming from the Toronto Rock. You can sign up for the Rock Insider newsletter if you would like, torontorock.com slash rockinsider. And it's also on the bottom of, like, every page on the website. So uh, you can do that to keep up to date with all the latest playoff ticket news and uh, playoff ticket on sale dates and all that kind of stuff. We have to remind everybody again, the magic number is one for the Toronto Rock to host a home playoff game. And that means one Rochester loss or one Toronto Rock win. And the Toronto Rock will be playing a first round single elimination playoff game at home at First Ontario Centre that first weekend in May. So something to look forward to and a reason to watch the scoreboard this weekend on the bye week as Rochester and Albany do play. So that Rochester game is important to you as a Toronto Rock fan and as a Toronto Rock player, Challen. In the meantime, and in between time, for co-host Challen Rogers, I am Mike Hancock saying that is all. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access is over and done with. We will chat next week. We will. You nailed it that time, too. <laughs> <laughs>